By the time the world of movies and the world of education get into the streets of black America, some strange things happen. Because what history and the movies have told the black man is that he's nobody unless he joins the white world. That is not true. Do not believe that. That is dead wrong. They don't discriminate against me because I'm a Christian. They're discriminating against me because I'm black. I grudge them, grudge them on, you know. I threw him a fight for black liberation. And him a one true warrior. Them I want to try to stop him. But them can't stop the man. Them can't stop Raheem Shabazz. That's why anytime me want to listen to revolutionary liberation vibes, me tune into Necessary Blackness podcast. Me not hear them like a Yaga Yaga podcast them. I be your Necessary Blackness me rock with. Anytime me want your true warrior talking. Lord God. Check out MCJ. MusicCultureJournalism.com Hip-hop is a global movement reaching all aspects of music, culture, and journalism. MCJ is the premier destination for culture-driven video and editorial content around the country. Check out MusicCultureJournalism.com Log on today. Elementary Genocide provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. Visit our website at www.elementarygenocide.com. Now available, Elementary Genocide, the School to Prison Pipeline. Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration. And the newest release, Elementary Genocide 3, Academic Holocaust. Log on today to purchase your very own three-set docu-series. Wingy Apparel is the latest fly and revolutionary streetwear to hit the market. Wingy is the outfitters of freedom fighters everywhere. Wingy is a Swahili word that means abundance. No one has ever gone broke by giving. So if you have it in abundance, sharing is better than receiving. Follow us on Instagram at Wingy Apparel. That's at W-I-N-G-I-A-P-P-A-R-E-L. Peace and Black Power family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz. And we are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. And today, we're going to talk about the uprising that's been happening all across America. But we're going to talk about what actually happened here in Atlanta. And we're going to speak to someone that is a community organizer and that has been on the ground. I have soldiered with this individual uh, for several years. And uh, we've been at a lot of protests, a lot of rallies. Brother is very astute, uh, politically educated, and he is going to tell us what CNN didn't tell y'all, what none of the mainstream media told y'all. And there's a lot of false narratives that is being put out about what actually happened. And you have a lot of naysayers and people on the sideline that want to give input without knowing the full story of what actually took place. So before we talk to the brother, I just want to start off with a quote. And this quote is from Martin Luther King. And he said, the riot is the language of the unheard. So when you see people out in the streets and they are rioting and they are looting, you have to understand the pain, the hurt, and the years of oppression that we have been going through. Now, a lot of y'all who subscribe 
to the Christian doctrine and you study the Bible, I don't understand why you're surprised that this is happening because the Bible tells you about the last days and time. When Noah built the ark and he went into the ark and it was the big, great flood and they came out of the ark, God gave them a sign and it was the rainbow. But what he told them, he told them the fire next time. So now you see America and every city is engulfed in flames. You had your warning and this is the fire next time. And we're about to bring that fire and that heat as we bring on our dear brother, so, brother, uh, let everybody know who you are, your name, and your position in this political action movement that's going on here in Atlanta. I greet everyone with the ancient sayings of Rasulullah, or Rahman to Allah, wa Barakat to Islam. Peace, Shalom, Ashadi. What's happening? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Wherever you at, wherever you are. I am Malik Muhammad, and pardon my voice, ladies and gentlemen. I'm dealing with uh, tear gas and yelling from last night's uh, occurrences here in Atlanta. So bear with me. I hope you can somewhat hear me clearly. But I do personal security for all of the civil rights leaders here in the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia. Now, brother, we was talking off camera and offline, and um, one of the things that we were discussing is how there's a false narrative being painted about the protesters. Many people don't know that early in the day, for four hours, there was a peaceful protest, and we don't see that. What we see is chaos and mayhem that was caused by a few agitators who was not a part of the community and is not known to the protesters. And there was three incidents that you told me specifically of. I want you to uh, reiterate uh, what we talked about a little bit earlier. Absolutely, brother. I appreciate the opportunity. As we engage in the peaceful protest, we started our march from the pavilion at Centennial Park, mm-hmm. and we went up Centennial Parkway, and we made the left and another left to come back down to Marietta Street and on to the state capitol down Marietta Street in making a right as we came back from the state capitol after three representatives spoke we stopped at the middle of peachtree and marietta and for those that don't know that is the epicenter of downtown atlanta and there was a white female atlanta cop in an unmarked car that almost hit one of my comrades. And it was almost intentional. So that was the first incident. Now, as my security team, and I have to give a major shout out to the frontline soldiers, Sean, who came out, provided extra arms, and the the ladies and gentlemen that marched with us and did their best to follow and keep in step We fell back into the park at Centennial and at the pavilion. And as we got there, um, in tribute and memory to Ahmaud Arbery, we did 72 seconds 
of a moment of silence mm-hmm. as a tribute to the 72 days it took the Glenn County District Attorney's Office to bring charges to the McMichaels for his slaying, his lynching. Ten minutes almost exactly after that, and I am standing on the stage of the pavilion, I noticed that the back end of the pavilion that is closest to the CNN Center on Marietta Street emptied out in a hurry. And one of the young organizers, because there were three, let me let me preface this by saying there were three very young organizers of this. And they were 19, 20, and 21. One young black man named Earl and two other young ladies. Earl went to see what was going on. He came back and said, Mr. Muhammad, there were three white men running down Marietta Street with a Confederate flag. The people that emptied out from the back of the rally and what we were saying and what we were saying in our speeches proceeded to chase those young men and just in hood terms and beat their asses right there on Centennial Parkway. Rightfully so. Because they were agitators to the situation. Now, once that happened, what was the temperament of the crowd? Because a lot of times you see that, you know, the crowd is calm. And then there's agitation going on, tempest flare, and then you see commotions, and then it goes back to normal. After that incident, how did everything play out from there? Thank you for asking that, Brother Sebastian, because that is also pivotal. Um, the crowd was in disarray, and me and Brother Marcus T. Coleman and Brother Attorney Gerald Griggs had a small meeting and stated I asked them, did they want me to go see what was going on? And they said, no, please stay here. The crowd in itself was in disarray. And they were able to get those individuals through asking them over the loudspeaker, over the microphone to come back to what we were saying and not engage in the nonsense. Um, During the third incident, the... EMTs from the city of Atlanta were rushed up the Centennial Parkway to administer aid to uh, those three gentlemen, and I say that loosely, that took that risk to run through with the Confederate flag as the crowd engaged them and again beat their asses. When that happened, Atlanta police did not have their full force deployed. They only had their white shirts and bike cops deployed. And the bike cops and white shirts decided to pull people off of the agitators. And when the bike cops came up, that is when you can see on national video where the bike cops use their bikes to push off the protesters, let me say that word again, the protesters at that point. And that caused a lot of confusions. And that's what we actually seen on CNN, ladies and gentlemen. And for those that are just joining me, I am speaking to Malik Muhammad. 
Malik Muhammad is a soldier that is on the front line and was there during this uh, turbulence and trying time that we are currently experiencing here in Atlanta, but most respectively all around the world. Now, brother, I said I wasn't going to keep you long. I got about two more questions for you. One of the things I want to address is a lot of people are saying that this was very unorganized, right? And um, to a degree, that may be true. But one thing that we know is that the people are fed up. And one thing that is organized is the energy. And the energy is organized to seek justice by any means necessary. And that's throughout the country. But we know that a lot of people always have this false narrative that we are outnumbered. But we are not outnumbered, as you can see from the numbers all around the country. We are actually out-organized. Absolutely. But I would concur wholeheartedly. You and a few dedicated uh, individuals, many that I do know. You said Marcus T. Coleman. You said attorney uh, Greg Giggs. I know him personally. And a lot of known and unknown people organize this in a Gerald, way yeah, absolutely. yeah Gerald I'm sorry a lot of people organize this in a way where the message got out and everybody showed up what is a takeaway or something that you can give organizers that are coming into the movement that they should know and they should be prepared for so that mishaps like this that we witnessed yesterday doesn't happen again Ooh, that's a super loaded question, brother. Um, first and foremost, let me say, when people speak about the ills of our young, they have no idea that it was our youth that put together this rally yesterday. Yeah, I heard that. The youth put this together, not... This Some was old not, Negroes from the civil rights movement. Not the older cats from the Martin Luther King Day. This was not my generation. We just protected, which is what I do, security, and promoted. But this was the youth, because as we came down Centennial Boulevard and made the left, and then made another left by Sam Nunn, by the Sam Nunn Building. I looked back and I saw a sea of people and I hadn't seen that many people marching for justice since 2016. So I had to turn around as I led, sort of led with my security team and frontline team, the rally and tell them that I appreciate you as the young people because you did this. Mm hmm. You did this. And Attorney Gerald Griggs agreed with me and he said it over the loud horn. What do we need to do? I don't know if a lot of your, your listeners are ready, brother. Oh, no, nah, they ready. This is Necessary Blackness podcast. And this is a podcast for black people that yes, have sir. a love for their people and their culture and yes, those sir. that are on code. And that are ready to liberate themselves from racism 
and white supremacy by any means necessary. So, brother, there's no filter over here. Yes, sir. Unless we're talking about strategic tactics. We don't put that over the airwaves. We discuss that uh, behind closed doors. Well, first of all, we need to implement the self-care initiative for the black community. And it's three points. And uh, the first point is about self. How you deal with yourself mentally, spiritually, and physically. Absolutely. Res respect and communication amongst not only brother to brother, sister to brother, but brother to sister. And learning and educating ourselves in our history, our laws, our finances, and in our tactics to protect ourselves. The second point is our family and teaching our family these same history, laws, finances, and tactics to protect ourselves and our families. And the third is our community, which is not being a part of anything that is degradating to our culture, be it entertainment, being a thought, or whatever taking more pride in our neighborhoods, meaning making our neighborhoods look better aesthetically, teaching our youth about history, finances, and law and tactics. Thirdly, building businesses within our community. Fourth, not catering to businesses that do not cater to our community and our needs. And those are the three simple points that all equals up to segregation, which we need to go back to. Mm. I am also in the process within the next 60 days of creating our own black political party okay. where we can have a black Wall Street where we govern ourselves, we take care of ourselves within our own domains and we represent ourselves to the America, American public. It is necessary at this point. All right, brother, I want to stop you right there because I know we are running out of time, but yes, I sir. just want to um, go back to your third point where you said separation. You know, the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us that separation is better than prayer. We have to separate from those who are open enemies. Uh, you cannot appeal to the moral conscience of someone that has no consciousness. And we're seeing that throughout the wilderness of North America. So we have to unify. Now, I don't particularly agree with a lot of individuals, but I tell people all the time that we don't have to be uniform in our belief to be unified in our struggle. We know Absolutely. who this common enemy is, and we got to fight them, right? All right, so Brother Malik Muhammad, it was definitely a pleasure um, having you It is on always. And, it um, is always a pleasure, and this was a gift to me. Thank you for letting me be a part of your cause and speak to the people on behalf, but I just wanted everyone to know what really occurred last night and that if i may can i just a few seconds yeah absolutely i do brother. not 
I do not approve of the message that Mayor Keisha Lance Bottom stated, that Michael Killer Mike Render stated, or Clifford T.I. Harris stated. We did not burn down our own neighborhoods. We do not live in downtown, not those of us that are poor. We do not live in Buckhead, not those of us that are poor. Everything that was destroyed, and I do not, let me say, I do not condone the destruction, but I understand everything that was destroyed is insured and it will be replaced. You can replace every business with a minute of time. It can be replaced with insurance money, but the life of George Floyd cannot be replaced. And I think it was a disservice. You know, Absolutely. Um, and Killer Mike is my man. You know, I had him yeah, in my documentary. Yes, um, sir. I don't know if, because a lot of times we got to be very careful when we hear individuals say certain things because they probably just paid a segment of it and they just use that sound bite. But you know, one of the solutions that he offered is that that's why it's important to vote. Now, listen. I'm sure George Floyd voted. Uh, the brother in uh, Brunswick, New Jersey, uh, uh, that they gunned down and killed, I'm sure he voted. Voting is not going to stop these race soldiers for gunning you down because they have the impunity of the law. Unless the laws is changed, unless the system of racism and white supremacy is dismantled, I don't care who you vote for. And everybody is saying Atlanta is the black city and this should be the last place that a riot starts at because we have a lot of black uh, political leaders in power. The only thing that is different between Atlanta and another place that blacks don't have no political power is that the Negroes is running the plantation. Let me say that again. The Negroes is running the plantation. Say it one more time. The Negroes is running the plantation because there is three high-profile shootings that happened under this mayor's watch that nothing is being done about. So we need to talk about that. And one of them that really hit home is a brother that I met you know, from organizing and being at protest, and his name was Oscar Kane, and I'm sure you're familiar with him, right, brother? Yes, sir. Yes, and, sir. And, and there's so many other. Uh, what's the brother name? Um, Jamarian Robinson. Yep, right there. You Stop got it, brother. It. I know his mother, Monteria. Yes, and I and um, me and her spoke, and I'm gonna have her on the podcast uh, very soon. And that was a tragedy in itself. And the mayor hasn't done nothing about that. So listen, this is just the chicken coming home to roost. So brother, Say real quickly, I want you to let everybody know, because I know you are active on social media. If you could give out your social media handle and um, people can keep up with you, know uh, when the next protest is, um, and just stay abreast of the political movement and what's happening in Atlanta because I tell everybody is that get with an organization so you can get some political education, political awareness, and you know how to move in these streets and know what's going on. Absolutely. Um, my handle 
currently on IG is Malik Muhammad and the number one and that spell M-A-L-I-K-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D and the number one. And my Facebook is Malik Muhammad. My Twitter is Malik Muhammad. <laughs> and my Tumblr is Malik Muhammad. The company or the cause that I represent for myself is the Black Market Alliance. And uh, keep in touch, ladies and gentlemen, because we have articles now that are going to Washington to get us incorporated as a black political party. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first on Necessary Blackness Podcast. And that was Malik Muhammad that we just finished speaking to. I want y'all to stay tuned to Necessary Blackness Podcast and make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify. Make sure you subscribe to us on your Android phone at Google Play. Or if you have an Android, make sure you uh, subscribe to us on your iPhone under the Apple iTunes or the Apple Play. No, it's called Apple Podcast. They changed it to Apple Podcast. And you can always catch me on Instagram. You can catch me on Facebook. You can catch me on Twitter. You can catch me on YouTube. And everything is at Raheem Shabazz. Peace and power, black family, and death to the oppressor. Peace. We out of here.